You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get into, baby. Break it down. The divisional round of the playoffs. Cowboys versus the 49ers. We'll hit it from every angle. Also going behind the burnt orange curtain to talk about some Longhorn news, notes, and nuggets. There are also NFL topics. We got to get into the coaching carousel, who the Texans are looking at for their coaching search. There's uh, lots of rumors about the uh, the quarterbacks uh, and the quarterback drama going on in the NFL as it relates to Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into all of it. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze, and he's back. Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm so glad to be back in here, but if you would have heard me yesterday, you, you would have been like, no, nah, man, go home. Get up out of here because your boy was trashed. It was like, ooh, I don't understand how all these people that deal with allergies as much as they do, how they can stand it. But your boy got Mm -hmm. beat up. But I'm back. I'm back in the mix and I'm ready to go. Ready to go. But let me tell you about my boy that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's the former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study. But he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Davis. I appreciate the intro. Let's not always any time introducing the real MVP. He is the idealionaire on the show, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. And he's also the owner of Lou, the unofficial mascot of the show. 
Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Ready to kick uh, it off on a Thursday. Yeah, man. Lots to get into, lots to discuss. Uh, of course, you can be a uh, part of the show. You're the most important part of it. Specs text line is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. It also is new theme Thursday. My man Patrick, the idea you know, comes up with a new theme based on the musical selections. We're supposed to guess what the theme is. We'll see if hard is as good as he was yesterday uh, when he was it was absent and still <laughs> was able to guess magically the on the first try he Very was able first. to guess the midweek movie music uh, at the, from the house yeah the yes house. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Know, my, my magically. Boy, I heard. He's he he like, oh, I heard Rod. Oh, magically. I'm sure he Googled yeah. over or Shazammed it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even have either one of those on my phone. You ain't got and Google. I was laying you on ain't my, got Google on your phone. I, I, you got you to gotta type it all in. You got to <laughs> search for things. I'm not doing that. I'm sitting there laying in the bed, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot all about today. Cause I was all I was all banged up, so I wasn't even thinking about it. Then all of a sudden, that first song hit, and I'm like, "Oh, this is Kings of Comedy." Uh-huh. And you didn't even want to respond to my text mm-hmm. message because I sent it right you away. You you cannot you cannot participate when you were on the sidelines <laughs> at the crib. Well, you did give sudden, me a shout out. You were like, "Harge normally gets this by this is where he really excels, exactly. and I excel from the sideline." But you on the sideline. <laughs> Come on, oh no, you got oh you got it. I got it. He got it in the crib. No, 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 no. That ain't how it works. No, you you. Pay I said, I'm about to let this next text line try to get it. I was like, I was like, come on, come on, man, give me some kind of love. You know I'm good at this. You know I'm good at this. We got rules for this thing. (laughs) Yeah, you basically you became a listener. I was you the same treatment as listeners. (laughs) The next text line. That's all it is. I was in timeout. I was in timeout. I know that ironically, the one time you're at the crib and miss a midweek movie music edition because you were feeling other weather is also the first time you got it on the first song. And so does the song hit. I knew exactly. <laughs> I watched Kings of Comedy like it wasn't nothing. I watched it every single day and I loved all of the music. I it know when they were I know, I know no, when they were playing you're, cards, you're, sitting at the table. Quite a coincidence though, right? Uh, man, I was mad because Patrick did it when I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out the coincidence. Was, what a coincidence. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you, yes, you did technically say, yeah, you yep. got it on the first try, but I'm just saying, also did. the first show you missed for Midweek Movie Music. That is true. So that let's see if you can do as well okay. with New Theme Thursday. Well, you know it takes me a while on New Theme Thursday, though. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he always figures he, somebody's birthday or something's uh, happening. Yeah, it's going to be something happening. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm glad you're back, man. Glad you're back. Glad, glad you're to be good. back, man. I hated missing yesterday because there was so much to get into. But you guys held it down as always. So appreciate y'all looking out for you, boy. Uh, oh, man, no doubt. Always y'all got my back. Uh, we got yours. And nope. Patrick's Patrick's always here. I don't think Patrick <laughs> <laughs> hadn't really needed us to have his back, <laughs> Often, but whatever you needed, we got you. We got, we got you. you. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Cowboys and the 49ers, then we'll kind of work our way to some of the other divisional round games. Of course, we got tomorrow to break it down as well. Uh, but you uh, you got, you got missed yesterday, but you got a chance to, I'm sure you were thinking about and mm-hmm. researching this matchup. Uh, how are you feeling at this point about the Cowboys' chances versus the 49ers? I'm, I'm still a little on the fence about which direction I'm going to go okay. strictly because of the fact that you look at what Kyle Shanahan has been able to do with this offense especially with Brock Purdy how Brock Purdy has been operating since he's taking o- taken over as the starting quarterback this offense seems to be a lot more efficient than what it was before no doubt. and one of the biggest things that I kept talking about was George Kittle George Kittle became more of a factor which when the tight end is wide open and the tight end is part of your offense, 
it seems to be beneficiary. Every every other position is a beneficiary. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver position. You look at what Debo Samuel's been able to do. You look at what Christian McCaffrey's been able to do. You look at what the fullback. You talked about the fullback. Uh, Goose check. Goose check on um, – Tuesday, you were talking about him and how he's a major part of the success that they have. And we really hadn't even dove into Brandon Ayuk and what his role is going to be. So when I look at that, I try to figure out where the matchups are going to be, who's going to cover who. And I listened to you a little bit yesterday where you were talking about J. Ron Curse and how big Malik Hooker, they're going to have to play big games this mm-hmm. week. To to kind of slow down that high pass that high powered passing attack that yeah. they have. Yeah, no, I I I'll say this. Like I said, I'm trying to build all of my research from the from Cowboys fans' perspective. I'm trying to make sure I give you guys yep, hope yep, in yep. case. Uh, you oh, start, there's definitely hope. Yeah, well, just in case. I know yeah, some yeah. Cowboys fans. I don't. You know, they, they're thinking about this thing as um, you know that they're they're not a huge underdog. Right. But there's been so much talk about the 49ers and how good the 49ers are, and they have won 11 straight games. Yep. Um, but they, if you go look at it, this is the and I said this earlier. This is the best team that I think the 49ers have played while they've been on their win streak. Mm-hmm. The yep. It, it's I mean Kansas City was. That that was the last team that I think was in the 49ers league or better, yep. in their tier or better. Um, and the Cowboys are, I think, in near the Cow- near the 49ers tier two. I, I think the 49ers are a better overall team. Doesn't mean they're going to be better on that day. Correct. But if you go look at all the teams that they've played, Brock Purdy hasn't faced a defense as good as the Cowboys, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. Um, they are the number one pressure rate defense in the NFL at generating pressure. Uh, the one thing that can make any quarterback look human uh, to go from um, Superman to Clark Kent and Brock Purdy right now, he is playing like the best quarterback in the league. I'm not. He is not the best quarterback in the league, but he's got the highest passer rating, most touchdowns, highest yards per attempt, and the most wins mm-hmm. uh, in the in the NFL since he became a starting quarterback. Uh, but the only thing that really kind of a blemish on his recent resume is that he has an 86.9 passer rating when he's under pressure. Like every quarterback out there, there's a precipitous drop <laughs> yeah. off in his productivity and his efficiency when you apply pressure. And the Cowboys are the best in the NFL at applying pressure. They they have to have their best performance at, a, at generating pressure. And, and as the late, great Al Davis once said, the quarterback must go down early and he must go down often. That is the start of it. If they can make this Purdy, this pretty pro Purdy, look like pump fake Purdy, that's the key. Because he ain't looked like pump fake Purdy since he got into the league. Right. He has it. He's yeah. been very efficient with everything. He's been precise. And that's the other part of it. If he he knows exactly where he wants to go with the ball prior to the snap, because you can see it. Even if he has to roll out or, or scramble just a little bit, he has an idea of where the play is supposed to be. I don't know if it's just him feeling comfortable. And we talked about this at the very beginning when he did take over and we did see him go and have success. It was because he's been going against the San Francisco defense. He's been the scout mm-hmm. team quarterback. So he's had to go up against a high-level defensive uh, team every single day before he took the job. Now it's kind of scaled back, but he's he still have that mindset of mm-hmm. work, and he's handling his business. But again, you, you sit there and you talk about the Dallas Cowboys and what they're looking at. I think they're up for the challenge. I think they understand that this is the team that eliminated them last year. 
I mean, except for the quarterback position, but this, all those players are back. All those players are in the same position, so they know what this game plan looks like. If they're going to be able to go to the next level, this is the team that they wanted on their schedule. Be careful what you ask for, though. Mm, be no. careful what you ask for, though. I will say, I saw uh, Kirk Herbstreit brought up a good point about Brock Purdy that I thought was was nice, was that uh, that it's because he's a four-year starter at Iowa State that he has more reps than pretty much most rookie quarterbacks yep. ever have. That this guy's played, and you're like, well, he played in the Big 12, saw a bunch of different defenses, saw a bunch of different pro-style defenses to cover pro offenses that the Big 12 will kind of run that stuff. So he just has a lot of snaps playing. So he's just seen a lot of things that a lot more than rookies have who maybe played two years as a starter or played one year as a starter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you, but it, it still doesn't. And n- nothing really does no, explain no. what we're watching from uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, and actually, we have some sound that we can play later of Brock Purdy talking about how it's easier for him at the NFL level than the college <laughs> yeah, which level. which is crazy. He's just like, no, it's easier. Uh, and yeah. honestly, it's it looks like it. It certainly looks that way. I mean, that's an absurd, asinine thing to say, but it certainly looks like it's easier for him uh, now than it was at Iowa State, and you can't really explain that. So we'll get into that, but that, I, that that's really the key. There aren't, there aren't a lot of flaws and weaknesses with that San Francisco offense. Nope. nope. Shannon's been building that thing. Kyle Shanahan's been building it. Uh, you know, slowly but surely over the six years, and now he's got almost every position, the ideal skill set picked for his offense, whatever the vision was, and it was versatility, multiplicity, and all uh, positionless football. But the only thing that has really uh, that was outside of his control uh, that really became something that he uh, really did not account for and could not account for was the quarterback position. Went from mm-hmm. Trey Lance, went to Jimmy G, and then now to Brock Purdy. But the football guys are shining on him. And to me, that's where you start. That is not even Shannon knows what Brock Purdy is truly capable of. Nobody. Nobody does. Bad or good. Yep. yep. Bad or good. Everybody else there is pretty. Everything else there is pretty proven. O-line's proven. <laughs> Kittle's proven. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey's proven. Um, Debo's proven. Uh, you, they got a, a lot of proven commodities all across that place. The only thing that's not really proven, yes, in a small sample size, he's done really well. But the, the only thing that's not a proven commodity is Brock Purdy. Right. And you have two things that are work in your favor that you have proven over the entire season. You're the best in the NFL at generating turnovers. You're the best in the NFL at generating pressure. Yeah. That's what you need to make Brock Purdy look Less Purdy. <laughs> Got to be able to get <laughs> to take, make him look like pump fake Purdy. But again, those goes, two things. Remember what we talked about last week. You got to get Brady on the ground. It's the same thing with Purdy. You have to get him on the ground. I understand that that some of the things or everything that he's been doing right now is unheard of. I mean, you can't go back to any rookie quarterback that has been able to do what Mister Irrelevant at that, and now he's out there becoming the most relevant player in the in the playoffs but I also want to go to Trent Williams as your left tackle Mm -hmm. one of the best if not the best in the league and I didn't realize this I was talking to a buddy of mine I forgot that Trent Williams was at Oklahoma I forgot he went to Oklahoma I was like what Lane Johnson too who's also in the playoffs he was at Oklahoma I didn't realize that Eagles yeah Yeah, both of those guys were big-time players at at their at their respective uh, colleges but they're also two of the best in the league. And Micah Parsons, who we think is you know on his way to being doing great things, where are you going to line him up at? Are you going you're going to have to move him around a couple times? 
you're going to have to find some ways to get him. I, I saw last week they had Micah coming right up the middle. He was blitzing right up the middle, coming straight downhill. Is that something that you're going to do? Are you going to try to bring a corner off the edge to try to change some things up? You talked about the pressure. It's important that they not only provide the pressure, but also get him down to the ground. Uh, and another thing I'm worried about, and totally agree with you, by the way. Uh, and, and by the way, the Cowboys, I, mean, I know there's been a lot discussion, a lot of discussion about the Cowboys and them actually finishing plays. And yes, it is true in terms of the trends late in the season, they were getting less sacks, fewer sacks, yep. I should say. And they, you know, were not getting the quarterbacks down to the ground. But they still, their pressure rate was still high. They still finished, you know, the season as the top pressure rate team in the NFL. And they were second. In yep. sack rate behind the Eagles, mm-hmm. who, by the way, had 70 sacks. The Eagles had <laughs> 70 sacks. That was so, when they were on there. That was when they were on there. That yeah. straight. So if not for the Eagles climb. having 70 sacks, <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys probably would have led the NFL in sack rate, too. So I, I know there's been a lot made about him, but you're right. It, it would help if they actually got Purdy down on the ground and Purdy can move. Yep. He has more than functional mobility and he loves to improvise. That's how he got the nickname Pump Fake Purdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that also worries me, though, and I love what Dan Quinn and just mm, a fantastic, magnificent game plan versus Tampa Bay in regards to handling the corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. I thought it was great. Yep. Because the Cowboys, technically, I'm uh, doing some research there, they're last in the NFL, dead last, the worst team in the NFL at defending the number two wide receiver. Uh, the second wide receiver. They are. They're, they're allowing the most so yards bad. per game to the number two wide receiver. That's the most in the NFL. Uh, and it, it makes sense, though. I mean, you had Anthony Brown get hurt. You had Jordan Lewis get hurt. That makes sense. There's not a lot of holes on the Cowboys' defense either. That's one of the very few holes they have. But in the game versus Tampa Bay, they played a lot of big nickel, which yep. is three safeties, two corners, moved to run Bland out to the corner. And then um, Makuamu. Uh, played really well in the 24 covered snaps that he mm-hmm. played, and he occupied that nickel at times, moving him around. And they basically see him as a J-Run, kiss, uh, J-Run curse starter kit, pretty much. And so Dan Quinn, you know, schematically, he figured out a way versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, and at least with some personnel moves, to avoid that second receiver or the the cornerback spot opposite Trevon Diggs becoming a liability. That's going to be a bigger issue in this game. But I think the Cowboys have they I think they're gonna go big nickel most of the time with the run bland out of that corner. And then yeah, you're gonna see the youngster. You're gonna see uh Makuyamu yep. out there. I'm not mad at that. Because of the well. way he played. Yeah. He played well and, and he was he was so effective that every time he was around the ball and they threw it his way, he knocked it down, he made a tackle, and that's gonna be the other part of it. How many yards are, are those guys going to get after the catch? That's big. You have to get them down to the ground and gang tackle immediately. Because if you don't do that, it's going to be a problem. Because what do they do? They take it to the house. They have guys that if they get into the open field, mm-hmm. you saw Debo Samuel last week, what, a 74-yard touchdown catch and run? I mean, those are the types of things. And then, you obviously, you got Christian McCaffrey. This is a big opportunity for the Cowboys defense, and I'm with you, man. I am 100% with you. What can Dan Quinn dial up in this game against this type of offense with, uh, going up against Shano? You always talk about the the chess game between each coaches mm-hmm. and how do you adjust after each call is being made. This is going to be a big challenge for them. But the best part about it is LVE. 
LVE is back, and he seems to line people up, and the defense seems to get better when he's on the field. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's it's visibly better, but statistically, analytically, it is a better defense with Leighton Vanderish on the field. They got to resign him. Yep. They want to resign. They are. Vanders, the way he's and playing. I never no thought I would say it. that. Yeah, no doubt. Never he's one of your defensive MVPs this year. Yep. Uh, in week seven, Dak Prescott returned for, for the Cowboys, and Christian McCaffrey debuted for the 49ers. Since then, the Cowboys and the 49ers are the only two teams in the NFL to average 30 points and outscore their opponents by 10 points. Yep. Um, week seven is also the last time the 49ers lost a game because that was to Kansas City. We'll get into that matchup a little bit later yeah, on because yeah, yeah. I think there are two games you got to watch if you want to beat San Fran, yep. and you want to beat well if you want to beat the defense. If you want if you want to beat that defense, there are two games you got to watch. So I'm gonna say three games total. Three games total you got to watch if you want to beat San Fran. Watch their game versus the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. because New Orleans did a really good job defensively versus 21 personnel, which is the bread and butter of the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk more about that later on. Watch the game versus the Raiders. The Raiders. Patrick's Raiders because Jared Stidham and Josh McDaniels lit up the 49ers defense. and they That found, was the game I was thinking of. Yeah, they found a lot of schematic little loopholes mm-hmm. in D'Amico Ryan's defense. And then you watch that Kansas City game with Kansas City, Kansas City, I believe, scored 30 points in the second half. On D'Amico Ryan's defense. Yeah, buddy. Put it on him. Yeah, um, buddy. Those are the three games. Those are the three games that I'm focusing on, and we'll get more into it a little bit later on, but those are the three games that showed the most vulnerability uh, for San Fran uh, this year. But since the Don't Christian, forget, they lost to Denver 11-10. to 10. I mean, they lost to the Bears earlier this <laughs> yeah, year. that's right. I mean, they, 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 they're really – that, that was their that. first game, too. Yeah, they're hitting yeah. their peak at the right time. Oh, that's what it's all about. That's, that's, you know, it's all about getting hot at the right time. Yep. And the Cowboys are getting hot. We just said that since week seven, um, both the Cowboys and the 49ers are first and second in scoring offense, and they're first and second in scoring differential. Yep. Since week seven. Love it. Um, so it, you got, I mean, these are two of the better teams, and I think it's the most um, complete team, not the best team, the most complete team that the 49ers have faced since they got Christian McCaffrey and they become kind of this whole unit. Because um, Kansas City's got some holes too. Yes. Kansas City is, they got the best quarterback in the league. So, yeah. yeah. That, up, that kind of covers up, up some of your problems. It covers up yeah, a lot. Some of it your covers problems. up a lot. They don't yeah. even necessarily need a, a, a number one wide receiver. It, it, people thought that'd be a drop off. No drop off. No. He's as good, if not better, than he was last year yep. without Tyreek Hill. And by the way, shout out to Tyreek Hill. He's better. If not, he's just as good, if not better, than no, he was and, with Patrick Mahomes. That's something everybody was wrong about. They thought, oh, that'd be a drop-off either way. No, there was no drop-off for either one of them. And he was telling us that, but we thought he was just saying that because he was at a new team. He's like, man, this is the best quarterback I've ever played with. What? He did say he, that. At the very right. beginning of the year. We well, mocked that Yeah, dude. we did. We're like, man, this dude is tripping. We were like, man, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. He did say that. Yeah. Uh, but turns out, I mean, Tua, yep. Tua balled out. I still, he knew what he had. I still would take Mahomes over Tua. Come on, you and All me day, every day, twice on oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get back to that Cowboys matchup, uh, of course, and we'll get to some of the other divisional round games and preview those. Uh, health-wise, injury reports, Cowboys look pretty healthy. J. Run Curse said he's going to play. And Jason Peters is the only concern. It looks like Jason Peters, who didn't practice, he may not be available. No, nah, he's not going to be able to go. So, I'm, like not, I'm already counting him out. We just need to develop whoever the next guy is going to be on that line because can't you know what you're up against with Bosa. He's coming. 
Bosa's yeah, coming. Bosa's coming. Bosa. <laughs> Bosa. He is coming. Mm-hmm. So you best get yourself ready because yeah. he is bringing it. Get your mind right. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's whether it's thing. Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, or Will Smith. Somebody gonna have to block him on the edge. Honestly, I'll tell you somebody else you got to worry about. No joke, it's Charles Amenahu. Oh yeah, he's been balling. Charles Amenahu's been balling, and he had two sacks, a forced fumble. Yeah. He was balling in that last game for the 49ers versus Seattle. And remember, he's he was a nightmare for the Cowboys last year yes, he when was. they played him in yes, the playoffs. Was. Yes, he was. He wreaked havoc on him, I guess, because he's he's from the Dallas area. Ain't he? He's ready to let you know, I'm coming to get it. Texans I'm coming. That one up. I forgot what they traded him for. Texans traded him for. That like is a, true. He's like he a late round the, Yes. But I know Casario didn't. He's not signing any long-term deals with anybody. But I thought, you know, he's one of those guys you keep around. Yeah, he's from Rowlett. He's from Rowlett. Okay. Yeah, so he's yeah. up there. He's trying to show out. He yeah. plays some Cowboys. He's going to get a lot of run. He's been playing really, really well, and they like they stockpile defensive linemen, and they rotate a good group of them. But, I, I, like I said, I've been saying it all week long. I think the Cowboys have the, the, the raw materials and the necessary components to match up well with the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that, you know, that, that, that's just the first step. And trying to beat the 49ers. Yeah. You gotta you gotta out coach them. You gotta then you gotta out coach them. Sixty you match minutes, up well man. with them, so it's about yeah. matchups. You gotta out coach them. Then you gotta be as physical, if not more physical, than a team that was so physical, every opponent they faced lost their next game the following no. week. No. No matter if they uh beat the 49ers or lost to them, they lost their next game because they're so damn physical. It takes you a couple of weeks to recover from it. Yeah. So you gotta match their physicality, you gotta out coach, damn good coach. And you gotta you gotta match up well. I think they do match up well. You, you, just have, you gotta have pieces and talent. If you don't have pieces and talent, then you got no shot at all. Um, but that's just the only. Then you got the the, the discrepancy between rest. I mean, I believe it's fifty two hours of extra rest and yeah, time of preparation. Yeah, that's forty nine hours over the Cowboys. That's bad. Right? It's fifty. It's around fifty two hours. It's fifty two hours. It's over two days. Yeah, yeah. Because they played the very first game that Saturday, and then. Dallas played the very last game on Monday. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense why they would. Yeah, huge. Huge huge advantage. But we believe in competitive balance, and we want to make sure we're looking out for our players. But like my man Mike McCarthy said, it's all right. We're going to go out there and play. We're going to be ready to play. We don't need extra time. We don't need all of that. We just need to go out there and be ready to play. Oh, yeah, you can't make excuses. No. No, you can't make excuses. And can I get up to that podium at the end of it and talk about, man, I wish we would have had a couple more hours, a yeah. couple more days. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's for that's for us, uh, the talking heads. We can bring it up there. Yeah, ex- but it absolutely. Is, I mean, I, that's another advantage. Just, they're, they're not a huge advantage. They're just small. Yep. Small things. They're in the 49ers are at home. Another small advantage. Yep. So just small little things, and it's a game of inches and small things add up they over do. time. Well, not only right? that, they got to <laughs> go from the East Coast. It's to the it's West just, Coast. It's, it's just little tiny things, man. man. It's just it. it's just small Haters. little things, um, and you're hoping that the Cowboys can can counter that, uh, and they bring enough of a schematic advantage. Uh, and you hope you get Big Dak energy. Oh, we gonna if bring you it. don't get Big Dak energy, you got no shot. That's what you need. No number one, first and foremost, you need him to play exactly like he played, if not better than he played in that last game versus Tampa Bay. If he plays like that, oh, you're gonna be in the game. Oh, for sure. If Dak plays like that, you in the game. Now, yeah, if that now, no, it is no question. Now he, he can't. Now, that means no interceptions either. Yeah, that's zero zero picks. Because what happens when he doesn't throw picks? Cowboys win. Exactly. When so. the Cowboys, if he does not throw a pick, the Cowboys are five and zero. Oh. So yeah, 
Big Dak energy means zero picks. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into uh, a little Longhorn conversation. Uh, there are a couple of topics we got to address. This A.D. Mitchell story seems to be gaining a lot of momentum and steam. We'll talk about that. Uh, also, giving Rojo some love. We'll give Demo some love. Before the NFL draft, before the NFL combine even, they're already getting some of that draft buzz. That's good stuff. We'll get into that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nine the Horn. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. I was kind of waiting for the lyrics to drop, but I figured that must be an instrumental. Uh, it's lyrics. It's lyrics? It takes a while, huh? Yeah. Okay. Nice chill vibe. All right. Chill vibe. The uh, songs that are played by my man Patrick, the ideal unair, are supposed to give Harge and I clues, hints, as to what the new theme of the day is for new theme Thursday. And Harge yesterday... No, so what? <laughs> you were yesterday on for midweek movie music. Um, although he wasn't here because he was under the weather. Hole in one. Thank God he's feeling <laughs> exactly. One. Yep. Thank God he's feeling he's feeling good. He's feeling better. We're all happy about that. Um, but he got he 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 got midweek movie music, which was original Kings of Comedy, on the first selection. Uh, as soon as that be here. First time he had ever done it. By the way, it was also coincidentally first time he was not <laughs> in studio for it. But that's. It's just a you know, side just, nugget. Uh, it's kind of yeah, yes. it's um, But yeah, I think I, yeah. I agree with Patrick. It's like that, you know, like a hole in one, but nobody was there to see it. It's like <laughs> so well, Albatross. I hit a hole in one. Like, oh, well, who saw it? Oh, it was just me out there on the golf course. Well, I got to tell you. <laughs> that squirrel in the tree. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get credit for that. You get credit for the hole in one nobody saw. If a tree falls in the wood, nobody's around to hear it. Does it still make it's a sound? Still made sound. It still makes a sound? It still okay. makes a sound. Make, make sure. All right. I, All right, I, I have zero. Oh. Zero on this sound. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I have lost. zero on this I sound. was hoping that you were going to help me out, but no, I, I got nothing. No chance on I don't even this know one. who it was or what it was. Yeah, so give us a it clue cool. who it was. Sound it was like, the Beatles. Oh, oh beautiful. You know, okay. I like that. That was fantastic. Beatles. I did like Beatles. it. Beatles. That's what it explains why I like yeah. it so much. I was like, oh, it okay. feels good. Uh, all right, oh, put the spec sex line down because then they're oh. going to spoil it they for start you. start guessing. Just yeah. random. Yeah. Taking 30 guesses in a row. Well, the spec sex line, they're, they're, they're smarter than us a lot of the time, so they'll get it before we do and then spoil the whole Did somebody get game. it yesterday? Uh, I think... Definitely by you the third one. You got it, Harge. No, you got, got it. I don't know spec sex line. No, I, I don't think. I think it was the third one when people started to get it. Okay. okay. No, okay. Harge, no. You get what? Because <laughs> you, you are the champion. Harge. I was the champion. Like I said, just I because was. nobody saw you holding one doesn't mean the, you I didn't mean, get it. I did. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I believe you. He's he's like, a, I was hopped up on all those allergy meds. <laughs> I'm telling you. He got clairvoyance. I sat. I was laying in my bed. He could see my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I was laying in a bed and I was going, <sighs> I know he is not going to believe, but I got King Kong. I sent it to y'all right away. I did get, then a I get a And then I sent you the screenshot to show you the time to let you know. Because you got to remember, if you're listening on the app, it's like eight. It's a low delay. It's like eight to ten seconds That's later. That's a delay. So there wasn't no yeah. time for me to be in there. You was already into the next thing. Just saying. And I was like, "Yo, man, yeah. I got this." Uh, this you know, <laughs> just standing, cut it in. Cut. Holy one. No Shazam. Nobody no saw. Shazam. I don't even. Phone? I don't. I have zero Shazam. You you don't have Google either. You can't Google. Me, no, I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. But you're old man now. I am. Now you're Bucky God. But I'm like, let me see if I even got a Google on here. he just got his Rolodex. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right, New Thing Thursday. We'll try to do better uh, next time. All right, let's try to get to some of these stories here. Big one, the biggest story in the Longhorn Nation right now has to do with the transfer portal. You actually, uh, Harsh Knock Life, you don't right. no. transfer portal. Yeah, I'm gonna talk topic. a little about. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the transfer portal and how it's changed the game so much, which is. It's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. It giveth, and it taketh away. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about it a little bit in the Harsh Knox life. Uh, All right. Uh, Well, um, yeah, because it does. A.D. Mitchell, um, who is a transfer from Georgia, Mm -hmm. he has officially hit the transfer portal. There were were rumblings of this yesterday, um, but it's official. He is in the transfer portal. A lot of people believe because he's got roots in Texas. He actually is from H-Town originally, played high school football there in his early years in Fort Bend. I believe it was like Ridge Point somewhere like that, um, and then moved to Tennessee for his last two years, a junior and a senior, then uh, Tennessee in, t- in Tennessee became one of the highest uh, highest uh, ranked and rated receivers in the country and actually was offered by Texas um, by from the Tom Herman regime, was offered mm-hmm. by Texas, uh, but decided to go to Georgia instead. But he got offers from, I mean, all the top schools pretty much. Um, he had uh, the pick from the who's who, if you will, of schools. He chose Georgia. Um, he has been at Georgia for two years, his true freshman year. Um, he did have um, uh, multiple starts. I mean, he had uh, a lot of starts. He only had 29 receptions for 426 yards, uh, but he ended up getting a lot of playing time in his true freshman year. Had a, had an ankle sprain or high ankle sprain this past year uh, and this past season, I should say, and now with 38 career receptions, has decided he's entering the transfer portal. 6'3", 195, somewhere around there. Yeah. Got a nice frame. Very nice frame, and during the playoffs, he was a big factor in what they were having so much success. He was uh, their go-to guy. You know, they love the tight ends at, at Georgia. Yeah, they do. They, they loved going to the tight end, but this wide receiver has an opportunity to come to the University of Texas. And one of the biggest things that Texas was going through last year was finding that number three wide receiver. That was the biggest thing. There was Everybody was looking for that number three wide receiver. But I told you this the other day, Rod. I still believe that Texas needs to find a way to use Jay Whitmore and, of course, Jatavian Sanders. You look across the league. You look across the NFL. You look across college football. Some tight ends are leading their teams in receptions, and mm-hmm. JT's that special type of player that if you give him enough touches, he stays involved in the in the game. I think during the season where things started to fade off, he started fading off. When he wasn't becoming the feature, he wasn't trying to become the feature anymore. I think his blocking kind of went downhill a little bit because he wasn't involved. And you know as well as I do, 
if you get a guy like that the ball early in the game, he's going to give you everything throughout the game. Mm -hmm. But when you don't get him involved, then he's just running around. Some people can't handle that. Some people's energy changes. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's uh, almost Patrick was talking about that yesterday uh, with Texas basketball. How to keep guys invested both yes. ends of the floor. They oh, got, for sure. They got to touch the ball. They ain't always got to shoot it. Exactly. But it's like they got to touch it, and uh, there's some of that in football, too. And oh, I'm for sure. That was just when it comes to the skill position, guys. Um, I agree with you 100%, and one of the – I don't know, this is something small, but it could be big. A lot of people are looking at the social media uh, hints and clues here. And he started following Quinn Ewers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know. But that these days, stuff like that matters. Just to let you know you, that you I like your, you, dog. Yeah, you change yeah. your social media profile. Yep, you take yep. all the, the team signage off the your social media profile. That matters, that kind of stuff. Uh, and also, I like it. This is Isaiah Nayor Insurance, I think. For sure. If you get them. Yeah, way. yeah. If you get them, if you get them, it's Isaiah Nate. Your insurance. Remember last year, cho- totally changed the entire complexion of the offense when you lost that deep ball element that you thought you were going to get with Isaiah Nate. and then you had to uh, typecast your one, your top receiver uh, X Man Xavier Worthy into being a deep threat and your feature receiver in your passing game, and that was just too much of a burden on him. We saw that he regressed under that burden. So I, I'm with you. I I like that. You know, they uh, well, first of all, I, I like the fact that now they have JT Sanders as basically their number three receiver. I, I'm, it's disappointment they couldn't get a number a number three receiver from the actual wide receiving room. But JT Sanders should be that guy. I mean, he should be he's that he's that much of a talented receiver down the field. You can move him around. And I'm, I've always agreed with you about Jay Witt that he's underutilized. And both of those guys actually can help you minor, maybe not major, but minor in positionless football because Jay Witt and JT Sanders, both those guys can move around mm-hmm. uh, the chessboard a little bit, too. Uh, OK, uh, getting to some other topics for uh, Longhorn fans here. I saw this from Pro Football Focus. There were actually two articles from Pro Football focus I want to bring up. Both of them are draft related, so we got a while before we get into it, but I just thought it was interesting before we forget all about it. So they were ranking their 10 most um, underrated players coming out in the draft, and guess who makes it? Rojo. Of course. Uh, They say, I love this, they said that Rojo, if you look at it, he is one of the most powerful runners in the class, averaging an absurd 4.28 yards after contact per rush. To put that into perspective, B. John Robinson averaged 4.1 yards after contact per rush. So he averaged more yards after contact per rush than B. John. Remember I told you guys earlier uh, this you know, this year, actually last year I should say, um, I told you guys late last year right around the bowl game that Roshan Johnson actually had a higher broken tackle rate than B. John Robinson over the last two years. Yeah. Strangely enough, like it was a higher broken tackle rate than Bijan. So he actually did a he did more damage after contact. Yeah, and uh, being able to avoid contact than Bijan. That's freaky to say, but that's what kind of class he is. So he's going to be a a diamond in the rough for whoever finds him. I don't know where he's going to get drafted, but he's going to fly up draft boards because he's going to test really well. But then once they start talking to him and do more research on him, they're going to like him even more. The only thing hurting Rojo is. The running back position and its its value, yeah. which has dropped off the map in the NFL. Well, just consider this, too. We're talking about the impact that he's going to make for some team. But this was a young man that was coming to the University of Texas as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he sacrificed and said, I will go play running back for you if you just continue to let me play it. 
and he got his opportunity, stayed in that room, became an unsung leader on that football team, and now he's going to get his flowers when he gets to the NFL. I'm a huge fan of him. I think he's going to be an impact, impactful player for whatever team he's on, and I think he's going to be – he may not get that contract early, that big one, you know, in the draft, but he'll get that big second contract because he's that valuable of a player. He's a professional. Yeah. I mean, he's going he's gonna to make a roster. He's going to stick around for, for a, a few long years. time. Uh, and then whenever he decides to hang it up, there'll be some longhorn businessman who's a multimillionaire who's yep. like, oh, I'd love to have a guy like that. That's my me. representation no right there. No question. And yep. uh, he deserves all that. Um, okay, uh, Demo, DeMarvin Overshone, also going on to the NFL draft. That was a – uh, article written about the top 10 linebackers coming out in the NFL draft, and I was happy to see that DeMarvion Overshone was number five. Yeah, buddy. On this list. Athletic, uh, man. Yeah, they got him as the fifth highest rated linebacker coming out. I love how they say his play style is pterodactyl. Ooh. Uh, I, like that. I, I really do. I hope that catches on. I like that. Um, they talk about how he's kind of a new age linebacker because he is a hybrid player that's switching, transitioning from safety, um, but he's got a lot of raw, raw materials. He's got a lot of great athleticism, which in this day and age, really is what you want. Somebody who feels comfortable in space, he can he can fly to the football. They'll probably have to put some weight on him, and they got to teach him how to take on blocks better. They can do that at the NFL level. No doubt. Uh, but uh, he might end up getting drafted higher than Longhorn fans think if, he, if they got him as the fifth best off-ball linebacker. Also a position that hasn't been Overvalued, so I, it, it, he's going. Even if he's the fifth highest rated linebacker, he'll still probably drop a little bit in the draft because I don't know how many of those guys are drafted high. Well, the other part of it is too another player that came to the University of Texas at one position and moved to another and made a great, great move for themselves. And he he played the position well. I thought I I remember, and I talk about this all the time. First spring game, he was on the field wearing number thirty one. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Thompson was running to the goal line, and he popped Casey. And I was like, who is that? Very next play, Casey tried to do it again, and he popped Casey again. And I was like, first off, you're not supposed to be hitting the quarterback. Number two, if he wants to run like that, he's going to pop him like that. And he was one of the top safeties coming out of high school, and he was able to make that transition. So proud of him. And I've always been an Agent Zero fan. Told you before, I got the shirt. I got the shirt. You do have the yeah. You got the kid. You got, got the, yeah. I've been I've been a fan from day one, so I'm I'm very very impressed with him, and I hope that he does get to that next level and really shines there. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what team uh, really likes Demarvin Overshown because I think uh, his. Use, utilization and compatibility with the defensive system he goes to is going to be key for him early on. Um, so that's important. All right, uh, that's uh, our kind of behind the burnt orange curtain segment. We'll get back to some more Longhorn related topics a little bit later on in the show. And of course, talking a lot of NFL today. Uh, we got the flex coming up on the other side. I heard something today about one of my favorite high school prospects had me giddy. We'll talk about that on the other side and also talk about what's going on on the flex right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, not the horn. Trailer for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes, ah, but two hours of pushing broom buys a 
Eight by twelve, four bedroom mama. Man of means by no means. King of the road. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday, my man Patrick, the idealionaire, plays songs for us that are supposed to give us clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. And although I like the songs, I will admit, do not have a suggestion. I, I might. King of the Road. What was the first song by the Beatles? It was the Beatles. I know, but what was I'm not going to tell you the name of the song. Oh. All right, so I'm going to go Road Warriors, Dallas Cowboys going back-to-back road trips. No. Okay. That was a Incredible. good guess. It's a good guess. That was not a great done. guess. Good guess. Okay. That was well done. I like that. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, yeah. Okay. Who, who sings this, King of the Road? Roger Miller. Roger, um, Roger Miller. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll I, I think you were on to something, though, Harge. Um, I'm, I'm, I think you're. you're I think you're yeah. in the right like area code. I should say. Okay, you're right there. Might well, if right. I'm the king of the road, I need to know all the zip codes too. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying, you're in the area. I don't know if you're in the right zip code. You got the right area code. That's you know, what I mean? got to pinpoint a little bit better. But I'm all right, you. new theme Thursday. Somebody drop a pin. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's get to the flex. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Uh, you can go to FLXATX.com and they have the uh, the hoop schedule for all of the, uh, the the local Central Texas teams or the 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 higher ranked teams, I should right, say, right. in their rankings, classifications, yes, in twenty and six A and twenty five five A, twenty four five A for the men and the women. So you can go check out that schedule if you want to go catch some high school hoops action. Um, and that's uh, tomorrow's uh, hoop schedule is up there at flxatx.com. And uh, shout out to one of our uh, local uh, flexers. Uh, who made our all flex team? Who I, I heard Chad talking about it too. So uh, shout out to my man Chad for hipping me to it. Uh, but I follow him in, on the Twitterverse, and I saw it via Twitter on his uh, Twitter account that Leonard Moore, the Round Rock cornerback, got a Notre Dame offer. Nice. You well, you said it. But Remember you said, said it earlier. Coming down yeah, here, he man. said it. Marcus Freeman has said that he's coming to Texas. He's telling all of his boosters and donors he's coming to Texas, and he's. Coming down to take the big time recruits, and he's already got a couple from Central Texas. Yeah, Jaden Greathouse. Uh, who's the other? Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon James. James. Yeah, got him too. Yep. Um, and I don't know if they're going to get uh, Lyndon Moore, but he's one of the best corners in the area. I, he did not make our all flex team as a DB, it was as a returner. But if Lyndon Moore, his people are listening, hey. Rod B pounded. I pounded the pavement for you, brother. Yeah, he did. I pounded the table for yeah, you. Did. you know what I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought he just get, didn't get enough love because they didn't throw 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 his way. Yeah, I mean, he had eighteen total targets in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like they were trying targets. to go after him because they knew better. He had eighteen targets and and basically how about this? Eighteen targets and twelve of those ended up being an interception or a PBU. Because he's around the ball. My man make plays. Man that's what we did. Three receptions all year long. And then as a corner, I understand that because that's the kind of respect you want. And then when you don't get the stats, then people don't want to give you accolades. But you got to watch the film. You watch the tape. That's the best corner in Central Texas. Yeah, you said that from day one. Yes, and when is. I walked in, <laughs> I told you I was going to the Round Rock and Westwood game. As soon as I walked in, he had taken a punt to the house. Like, as soon as I walked in the door, I hear all the screaming. Yeah. And I walk up the steps, and he was halfway to the house already. Yeah. No. So he, he's he's one of those electrifying type of players. The one thing that I'm kind of not – I'm disappointed in it, but it's going to change. 
They've got him as a three star right now. That's all right. Which is which is like, huh? That's ridiculous. We've seen it. We watched it. You yeah. know what it looked like. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing I told Jalen Gilbert, who was the safety there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, recently committed to Vanderbilt. Well, committed to Vanderbilt after decommitting from other places, but uh, he didn't have an offer when I first met him, and I was like, "You ain't got an offer?" He's like, "No," and I was like. Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry, it's they, gonna Yeah, they, it's they, gonna they, they, I don't know. They just takes them a while. It takes them longer than us because it, it doesn't take me long to watch and go. Oh no, that guy can play at, yeah. the, at the next level at, no. the, at the power five level. Same thing with this guy too. I thought they had one of the best defenses in the area too. Definitely one of the best secondaries. I thought it was the best secondary yeah. as well with those two guys in it. But either way, congrats uh, to one of our flexors on that offer. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, special shout out to the new coaches in the Pflugerville ISD area. Shout out! Shout out! Uh, Weiss. Has hired Vernon Hughes, who was the assistant coach at Weiss, and now he's been elevated to head coach, 36-year-old, head, uh, now head coach at Pflugerville High School. And shout-out to – I mean, Pflugerville uh, Weiss, excuse mm-hmm. me. And now shout-out to uh, Charles Burton, who has now become the head coach at Pflugerville Connolly, the father of Caleb Burton. He was once the coach over at Dell Valley. Then he transferred over and was coaching with Lake Travis. And now he's back in the Pflugerville ISD at Conley. Nice. Congrats to all those coaches. Nice shout out there. I like that. Uh, all right, go to FLXATX.com. Go to FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. We come back. Speaking of coaches, there's a coaching carousel happening in the NFL. <laughs> we got to get you updated on that. Texans and their coaching search. We'll talk about that and the latest with Sean Payton. Uh, the contract extensions, but Potentially for some uh, young, uh, some young superstars, some young phenoms in the NFL, uh, and also news notes and nuggets about Greg Roman moving on, Miami Dolphins making coaching changes, uh, and what's going to happen in the rumor mill with Lamar Jackson, Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about the quarterback drama and all of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred four nine the Horn.